Welcome to Backyard Broadway. I'm Andrew. I'm Abby. And we are starting a brand new season. Freezing my ass off. Freezing our ass off. I'm cold. Um, so, we haven't really done seasons with Backyard Broadway. No, before. God, no. So, let me explain to our listeners what has happened. There was a glitch with the podcast service we were using. I say glitch. It was a total technical fuck-up on their end. And we could not post for over a month. Yeah, it's been a while. And I know for, like, Backyard Broadway in general, it's been a while. We've got tons on the back burner. Oh, yeah, yeah. But with life, COVID, school, work. Life. Wedding, all that stuff. It's been crazy trying to get everything edited. I have, like, four of them ready to post. Right, right. But then our podcast service fucked up. So, we are going to start what is called a new season. I don't know how long the season will last. Abby and I will decide that at some point. Okay. How many episodes we want to do and then kind of take a break and then... Although we never are, really take a... Are we going to do that? We never really take a break because we always talk theater. Yeah. Um, but I mean... I had someone the other day tell me, because I was talking to her, and she was like, do you do shows? This is Monday hour. Do you do like? I was like, yeah. I just I limit myself because of X, Y, and Z. She's like, yeah, because I can tell by the way you talk about it. Theater's your passion. Like you got to follow your passion. And I was like, but my passion don't pay. Your passion don't pay. (laughs) Passion don't pay. So, it is the holiday season. So we're gonna start with a series of holiday shows. Yep. We're going to discuss the different holiday shows that have played the Broadway. And on each episode, I'm gonna talk about a. Hashtag the Broadway. The Broadway. I'm going to talk about a holiday Christmas film and a Broadway holiday Christmas album. Okay. At the end. Oh, okay, okay. Kind of like as a rec room. Oh, I see. Oh, I have a rec room. Because. Well, it's the same rec room I always have, but it's a specific episode. (laughs) But that came from, I watched the Dolly Parton Christmas musical on Netflix uh, oh Christmas my God. in the Square. We'll talk about it at the end. Oh my you'll, God. You'll get my full little review. Oh, great. Um, so, we're going to start this series with no interruptions because your son is asleep. He is asleep. Paige might pop her head out every now and again, but those interruptions don't take too long. Unless it's, um, I want you. Come inside. Come inside. No, just fucking tell me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Abby doesn't cuss at her children that much. At least not to their faces. My mom the other day said. <laughs> She goes, I love that you call him a little asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Until we say something not realizing that Ian is standing behind us and he goes, no, you're a little shit. I loved, I love when he, if he, when he's so like semi-conscious and you walk in the door, he doesn't even see you yet. He goes, buttholes here. <laughs> <laughs> he loves me. I promise, guys. I or promise. He, only you. He only calls you a butthole. He called <laughs> Sophie a butthole today. But well, Sophie usually is a butthole. She's a butthole. So we're going to start this holiday musical series with Elf the Musical, because it's the one that I love the most. You do love it. Um, It's a, I think it's a wonderful adaptation of the film. I think it improves on the film. So much, oh my god. You would agree with, because you fucking hate the film. I can't stand the movie. I'm going to get so much backlash for that. (laughs) Will Ferrell's in it. I don't care. I really don't care that Will Ferrell's in it. I don't care who's in it. I can't stand the movie. It makes me my brain cells go dim and I can feel myself losing IQ points as I watch that movie. Like for the generation that we grew up in, like that was one of the iconic like holiday films that came out. Yes. And, but it, it was focused on a particular demographic. Yes. That loved Will Ferrell's style of comedy. Yes. And I'm not saying that I, Love Will Ferrell's style of comedy. There are some things he does that are great and that aren't too over the top. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that it's just like, that was a choice. In yeah. Words, in the words of Abby, hashtag that was a choice. Like your shirt. That's a choice. <laughs> um, but Elf, I feel like, was a in-between of those two. I don't think he went too far. But I don't think... If, all, if you all could see my face right now. I know. He didn't go too far? He could have gone farther. That's very true. The burping scene could have been a fart. That made me want to vomit. 
<laughs> Funny enough, from eating all the noodles and syrup and everything, Will Ferrell actually vomited on Good, set. Because that was disgusting. Um, but the musical took what the film did and, one, added music, of course. It works so much better as a musical. But it added little bits and pieces you didn't get. From like a movie. little bit about Jovi's backstory with her yeah. history with guys, which is one of my favorite songs, which we'll talk to when we get to the cast album. Oh, yeah. So I'm pulling up my Wikipedia on my phone because, you know, when Andrew decides these things at the last minute, there's no time for PowerPoints. Nope, not at all. Um, Fine by the seat of our pants. There we go. Production history. So it originally premiered on Broadway in 2010. Okay. Um, and it ran for 57 performances. It was a limited run. As it should be. It was just a holiday show. As it should be. I think if they would have done something, you know, where they promoted it right and opened in, like, July and done, like, a Christmas in July type of thing, it would have been one of those that, like, ran with, like, 60% audiences uh-huh. August, September, October, and then November, December would have blown up again. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm not saying they should have done that. That's not... It was a I think what they did, having it just be a holiday show during the holiday season, was perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and they did release a cast recording, which is on repeat during mm-hmm. the holiday season oh, in yeah, my yeah. bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love to belt to it because it's right in my range the, the shining star of Elf the Musical, the original Broadway production, was Miss Beth Lovell, who was wasted in the role of Emily. I'm telling you, Beth Lovell's like going right up there with Sutton Foster and Mama Patty. She's so freaking talented. She is. I love her. She's hilarious. She has great comedic timing. She was, she was wasted in the role of Emily. It's such a small role. She has some great parts here and there. Yeah. But it's... So, it starred... I apologize so bad right now. Oh my god, do I need to try? What is it? Let me see. What is it? I can't. Uh. Sebastian. Sebastian Arcelis. Arcelis. Arcelis, I believe, is how you pronounce it. Arsenic and Old Lace. I could probably click on his name and it would show me pronunciation no, of his last just name. No, take you to his picture. Um, played Buddy the Elf, and his Jovi was Amy Spanger, who played Holly in The Wedding Singer. Okay. Um, I just thought that was a. You would know who she yeah, was yeah. from that. Why does it not have the full cast? Because <laughs> those are the only ones worth mentioning. That is, I guess so. Because it literally. Oh, there it is, cast. Um, Walter Hobbs was, was played by Mark Jacoby, who was, if I'm not mistaken, in the tour of Sweeney Todd that we saw as. Uh, Judge Turpin. Oh, the one that I didn't fucking understand? Yeah, okay. that you didn't understand. Okay. okay. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus? Santa Claus. <laughs> wrong show, guys. That's a whole Santa movie. Claus was played by George Went of Cheers fame. Norm, the postman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not the postman. The drunk? The drunk. Yeah. Norm. Yeah. Um, I would tell you who played Michael Hobbs, but it was two children, and I don't think they've done anything since. Okay, fair. Maybe Matthew on. Gumley and Matthew Schechter. Oh, both Matts. That must have been confusing. Yes. And then a barrage of ensemble members. Um, Elves and city folk. And then it came back to Broadway two years later Mm -hmm. for the um, holiday season with Jordan Gelber as Buddy, Leslie Kritzer, who most recently played um, Delia in Beetlejuice. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Beth Lovell again is Emily Hobbs. Mark Jacoby again is Walter Hobbs. Wayne Knight. Oh, um, from Seinfeld. Um, in Jurassic Park. The the raincoat in Jurassic Park with the glasses and gets spit in his face. You know who I'm talking about? Kinda. Kinda sorta? Kinda sorta. I'm gonna show her a picture real quick. Oh, guys. Jesus. Oh, Space Jam! Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, he played Santa in that one. And they only had one one guy, one kid, play uh, Michael Hobbs in this one, Mitchell Sink. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know. Mitchell <laughs> and Matthew. So, the, of course, there was a tour. 
there were a couple of tours. There was a non-equity tour that I saw in Owensboro in 2013. What? I didn't see it. You did not see it. Um, it was fantastic. It, it's got tours for like every year between 2012, 2017 in here. Yeah. And I'm like... There's a lot. But it never came around here except for the one time. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> What's that? Oh, in the Broadway revival, as they're calling it. Oh. I forgot about this. They changed the opening number. Oh, why? They changed the opening number to Happy All the Time, which isn't bad. It's just not as fun as Christmas Town. Yeah. Um, Again, which we'll talk about. If you want to watch Elf the Musical, there is a version of it on YouTube that you're allowed to watch. It's not a bootleg. Um, oh, that's good. It, it was filmed for London oh, television. Okay, okay, okay. And so that version of it is on YouTube with The ben, YouTube. The YouTube with Ben Forster as Buddy the Elf, and he's fantastic. Wonderful. Sweet. I keep trying to get Kat to watch it. She won't. Oh, maybe I'll play it for the kids. It's just it's a fun show. Paige hasn't seen it since we went and saw it with Max. Yeah. Yeah, the junior version. Yeah. And it was still really good. It was so cute as a kid's show. Like an hour and 30 minutes or so? Yeah. No, I thought the... Because, you know, we've seen all... Oh, I don't know if you've seen... I've seen a lot of quote-unquote junior versions of yeah. musicals. And some of them are like, okay, you know. But this one, I think, translated very well into a children's show. It did. It did translate really well. Um, and it was longer of the junior versions that I've seen. Because a lot of the junior versions I've seen are like an hour long. But yeah, but I think it, you know, this... And we'll get into it more here in a minute, but the overall plot of it and, and it being Christmas and yeah. elves and yeah. all that fun stuff, I think it trans- transitioned very well into a children's show. Yes. Um, it is played Paper Mill Playhouse, um, so I don't know why it didn't transfer and do really well on Broadway, because everything does really well on Broadway from Paper Mill. Bam, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bitter. <laughs> Just a little. Okay, can I just tell you, with the way the blanket is sitting and then your sweater, it looks like you have, like, a tux, like, with tails that only comes up, like, right past your ribcage. That's what I do. Okay. Look fancy. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Monster and, and Cigarettes. And, Rob, and Red Bull. And Red Bull. I always forget about your Red Bull. So, in 2014... What the fuck's wrong with you? In my Red Bull. In 2014, they did do a television version of it. But it was done in the style of the old claymations. I loved that, though. But it was CGI. Yeah, but it looked like claymation. It looked, yeah. But um, I loved that. I it thought wasn't, it was so cute. It wasn't exact. No, it wasn't exact. But a lot of the songs were the same. Um, it was a shorter version of it. Yeah. And Jim Parsons, Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, was Buddy the Elf. Uh-huh. Um, Ed Asner from the original film reprised his role as Santa. Yeah. Uh, and Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, was Walter Hobbs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I loved it, though. I thought it was so cute as, like, a kid's movie. Oh, Jay Leno was also in it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he was the leader of the Santas in the Santa scene. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but it, it's a really cute adaptation and my my nephews love it they stole I, my copy of it. <laughs> i had to buy myself a new copy did you just remember that <laughs> yes my <laughs> nephews stole my copy of it and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> i i remember having to buy myself a new copy but why there have been numerous tours it's played london it's played <laughs> that's the only one um it didn't work it didn't work London is the only international one that is listed. So let's talk about... Oh, they don't have them, like... I'm going to have to, like, shimmy out of my coat. That's going to be funny to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so the difference from the film, um, it's narrated by Santa Claus instead of Papa Elf. Yes. Um, and... In the film... It says that the story was 30 years ago, whereas in the play it's three years ago that the action is all happening. Um, Which I think makes more sense. Yeah. They, instead of Santa having a book of names, like in the movie, 
He has an iPad. I love it. He has his iPad. Love it. Oh, uh, Buddy and Jovi's child has changed from a girl to a boy. Uh, the department store scenes actually take place at Macy's in the musical instead of Gimbel's. Because I guess they didn't have to pay that much for the Broadway show so. to use Macy's name. Now when it came to that Thanksgiving Day parade. Yeah. And in the uh, Broadway show, Buddy gets dropped off at the Hobbs' house instead of being bailed out of jail by Walter. Okay. When he gets arrested. There are quite a few other differences in here. Um, you get some backstory with Emily and Michael. You get some of Joby, Joby's, Jovi's backstory. Uh-huh. Again, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. It's hilarious and I love it. Um, but I'm not even going to go. Um, Mr. Greenway, the owner of the publishing company that yep, Walter yep, works yep. for, um, is not played by a little person on the stage show. No. It could be. It very yeah, well could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's the perfect opportunity to add in everybody's favorite line, you're an angry elf. Yes. Uh. <laughs> but he is played by, um, and he's just dodgy and crude and until the buddy the elf. Yeah, 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 we'll get there. Um, so let's get into... The cast album. (laughs) Okay. The cast album. (laughs) And we are talking about the original Broadway production. We're not talking this new fucking opening number that I can't stand because it's not Christmas Town. I love how, like, when you first brought up, you're like, it's not that bad, but Christmas Town is just better. And you're like, I can't fucking stand it. It's not bad, but I don't want it anywhere near Elf the musical. You're just going to give our listeners whiplash. I do. That's what I do. So there is an overture on the cast album. As you should. As, as there should. Which leads into Santa starting to tell the story. Yes. Um, and Santa does sing just a, just a touch here. Yes. And toward the end. Yes. Um, but not a lot because the actors that they usually cast in it aren't singers. Yeah. Fair. Which is not a bad thing. No. Which leads into Christmas Town, which is this fun, upbeat number where you get to see all the elves. You get to meet Buddy. You get to see Buddy working in the workshop. Um, you find out that he is the happiest elf in the North Pole. He won a medal for smiling for six whole months. Um, Ow. Right? <laughs> My face hurts just thinking about it. Um, and it's very cleverly written, the way some of the rhymes happen. And I'm trying to think of the lyrics in my head right now. Um, Aurora Borealis, they rhyme, rhyme with something. Mm-hmm. Um, Moving on, because I can't, <laughs> like, the song is in my head, but I can't think of the lyrics. Like, well, from I'm, head to mistletoe is all I have. Well, I don't have, like, I can't help you with lyrics, so. Yeah, uh, which I, the head to mistletoe part, I sometimes turn dirty in the car. Sometimes? <laughs> sometimes? Don't, don't give me away. Don't sometimes? Away. So at the end of the number, Buddy finds out that he's not an elf. What? What? That he's a human. And it's it's great because all of the elf actors are on their knees. Mm-hmm. A la Lord Farquaad. Yes. Thank you, Christopher Sieber, for paving the way. Yes. Um, I apologize to all of you and feel so bad for your knees. Well, luckily, like this scene, it's very short. They're not on their knees that long. It's the ending. Yeah. Which we'll talk about why in a minute. So, of course, Buddy has to go talk to Santa and find out. You know, what do you mean I'm not an elf? And so he tells him the story of Walter and, yeah. you know, how he crawled into his pack mm-hmm. in the orphanage and yada, yada, yada. You all know it from the movie. If you don't, go watch the movie or watch the YouTube version of the musical. Either one. I say the, the latter. <laughs> and so then Buddy decides he's going to go to New York and find his dad. Because obviously he's the world's greatest dad. We find out. He is not. He is no. not. But he's like, he's got to be the world's greatest dad. I'm going to go all the way to New York and find him, and it's great. <laughs> the, I love the part with the... With the narwhal? Yeah. <laughs> Which sometimes makes me mad, because it depends on how they do it. In the tour that we saw, they had the actual narwhal. Yes. In subsequent productions, such as the one on YouTube, the conductor... Merely puts a horn on his head and says the line, Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. 
Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. And, of course, they do it in the same cadence. But, still, it's like the conductor just does this. <laughs> and you can't see me, but he puts a horn on top of his head, says the line, waves at him, which I'm like, the narwhal doesn't wave at him because the narwhal spins are still in the water. He could lean to the Details. side and just, like, like penguin style, you know. Details. <laughs> so, buddy, makes it to New York. Um, instead of the world's best coffee, it's the world's best shawarma. No. <laughs> it's coffee in the movie, isn't it? I think so. World's best souvlaki. That's oh, what it is. okay, okay. Souvlaki in the stage show. That's quite an accomplishment. You must be very proud. Um, and he's he's. I gotta go find my dad. So yep. he knows his dad works at the Empire State Building, same as in the Broadway show or as in the movie. So he finds the Empire State Building, which I'm sorry. Because he doesn't go through the whole, like, Lincoln Tunnel debacle and things like he does in the movie. He just shows up in Times Square. Yeah. The Empire State Building is not that close to Times Square, and it's not that easy to find from Times Square. I mean, once you get out of Times Square. Okay, can we, like, not apply realistic geography Fine. <laughs> to a fantasiful... So then we go into Walter's office, and we find out how much Walter hates Christmas. That it's a stupid holiday, and that people should be working instead. That's how they feel about it. Okay. <laughs> and there's a whole number in the way because Christmas always gets in the way. And That's it's... not true. Valentine's Day, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so within this number, we meet um, Walter's office assistant, Deb. We meet Walter. We meet Emily. We meet Michael. Um and we kind of meet almost everybody. Almost everybody. I mean, the whole ensemble's in this number, and it's it's a dance number. It's a kind of a segue into the story. Yeah. Um, and Buddy comes in, and we still have the whole oh, it's a singing telegram. Yeah. You have you still have that whole bit, guys. It's still there, and so he does all that, and of course Walter is like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Sends him away. He somehow ends up at Macy's. Yeah. I forget how he ends up ends up at Macy's. Um, through the power of make-believe. Through the power of make-believe, he ends up at Macy's. <laughs> and they, of course, mistake him for an employee. Yes. So he, the boss is like, hey, go help her with the tree. And Buddy is smitten at the sight of Jovi. Mm-hmm. There she is, decorating the tree. And he tries his best to talk to her and... It kind of fails. Kind of? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of? And then they're like, oh my God, we have this much time till Santa gets here. And yes, Santa, I know him. That line is still there as well. Santa? I know Um, him. And Buddy's like, these decorations are sad. (laughs) Like, this is not how Santa would want it. Right. This is... This is what we need to do, which leads into the next musical number, Sparkle Jolly Twinkle Jingle Lee. <laughs> All one word. <laughs> Sparkle Jolly Twinkle Jingle Lee. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Twinkle Jolly what? Close enough. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And if you're at a loss, remember the phrase that says to thine own self be true. And it's Buddy motivating everybody <laughs> to decorate the way it's supposed to be decorated. And they do. There's all these fun transitions of how trees pop up decorated and presents become wrapped and all bit, 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 bit. And then they're like, okay, Santa will be here in the morning. Everybody go home and go to bed. Except for Buddy. Because Buddy doesn't have anywhere to go. So he stays in Macy's, like in the movie. Yeah. And then we transition to Walter's apartment. Where Emily and Michael... Well, Emily is trying to get Michael to write a Christmas list. Yeah. And he's, of course, a complete and utter cynic because his dad's a douchebag. Well, yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to get a check like I always do. I'm just going to get this. And Emily's like, well, I'm just going to get some re-gift that he got at the office, you know, or some fancy perfume I'd never wear type of thing. And so she's like, no, think of something you really, really want, which leads into I believe in you. Sorry, other show. And they write this letter talking about what they really, really want is really just 
they are singing about what they really truly want, which is to spend more time with Walter. And that if he can make, if Santa can make this happen, they will believe in him. They will believe all that good stuff. And then, miraculously, it's the next morning. Again, through the power of make-believe. Through the power of make-believe. And Walter is getting ready for work. And Emily, no, this is when um, Buddy gets brought to the house. Oh, yeah, okay. And so Buddy's brought to the house. Emily decides, well, he says he's Walter's son, so let's do some investigation. Yeah. And she plucks a strand of hair from Buddy's head. She takes a strand of hair from Walter's brush. Plunk, plunk. Sends him off to her cousin who works in some sort of medical field and has a rush DNA test done that takes less than 12 hours. That's a false statement. Power make believe. Again, yeah. And so in the in the way reprise, Emily declares, yes, buddy, Walter's got an elf for a son. Yep. Yeah. And then Walter's like, well, what am I supposed to do with him? So they put him in a suit and Walter takes him to work. <laughs> and this, I You're like this song. You're a grown man, buddy. I like the song, just like him. Where Buddy is like, oh, I'm just going to emulate my dad all day long. Yes, he answers the phone and says, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? It's still there. <laughs> the burp scene is not. Thank know. God. I don't think. Anyways. Um, and so there's this big, again, company-wide number because I want to work for a company that does musical numbers on the side. Let's do this. Make it happen. <laughs> About how Buddy wants to be just like him. And we find out that Deb is a bit of a drunk. A bit? Because, <laughs> you know, they go together like vodka and her. Yeah. Um, and Buddy learns how to make snow with the shredder. This is important. Buddy learns how to make snow with the shredder. He throws it at the audience and all over the stage. Hate to be the guy that has to clean it up. Okay. <laughs> and he, he decides, through the help of Deb and Michael... And alcohol. And alcohol. Not yet. No, no there's, a whole, there's a whole bit with caffeine in there. Oh, yeah, he's drinking coffee. Yeah. Um, that he's going to ask Jovi out, and he's going to go out with Jovi. So he goes to work at Gimbal's, where Santa is not Santa. It's not Gimbal's, it's Macy's. Macy's, show. where Santa is not Santa, but he's really just there to meet up with Jovi. And they go ice skating. Mm-hmm. And everybody who worked in the office magically becomes just citizens of New York. Well, they gotta go home. And Jovi's just like, eh, Christmas, bleh, eh, 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 eh. Christmas is gross, basically. And he's like, no! <laughs> no! And this leads into a Christmas song where Buddy reminds her what Christmas really means. Uh-huh. And what Christmas really is. And, of course, everyone has to join in. To help convince her, and she finally sings along. But you can still tell she's, like, "Eh, pretty weary. And it's here that she reveals that her dream is to have Christmas Eve dinner at at Tavern on the Green. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Buddy's like, I can make that happen. And she's like, they're they're booked. You can't make that happen. But Buddy's like, my dad's a big shot. I can make it happen. It's gonna happen. Uh, okay. And... So poor, they go, poor, sweet, naive, buddy. Right? So they go back to work. Buddy reveals that Santa is not Santa. He sits on a throne of lies. <laughs> he smells like beef and cheese. I don't think that one's still in there. I'm pretty sure throne of lies still is. Yeah. Gets into a big fight. He gets sent out. Um, Walter basically tells him to... Man up. Man up. Get out of here. Man up. Man up. Again. Wrong show. Sorry. And so Buddy's just completely distraught and, and down, and he's like, I'm, I'm just going to go back to the North Pole. I can't do this anymore. So he sings a reprise of I'll Believe in You, um, basically, where he's like, I can't, I can't do this. Nobody, you know. Eh, you know I don't mm, fit in. I don't belong yeah. here. Um, and that's the end of Act 1. That's the end of Act 1. Act 2 opens. In a bar, basically. Yeah. 
with a whole bunch of Santas. Yep. Um, commiserating over the fact that nobody believes in Santa, nobody wants to come and see Santa, and that grown-ass men working as elves in a department store show a bunch of kids that there is no Santa. Buddy. And Buddy's in there drinking his sorrows away. He's not drinking alcohol. Isn't he drinking hot chocolate? No. No? What's he drinking? I don't remember what he's drinking. But he takes the bottle from one of the Santas during the song. Nobody cares about Santa is the song. Takes the bottle and takes a swig and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, and so within his getting drunk and whatnot, he completely forgets about his promise of taking Jovi to Cavern on the Green. And, oh, that's what it is. After he reveals fake Santa at the mall, he goes back to work with Walter, and they apparently have this rare storybook that some big author wrote that somebody found, and then Walter buys it for like a quarter of a million dollars, and Buddy shreds it. Yep. And so that's why Walter's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So we cut to Jovi after nobody cares about Santa, standing in front of Tavern on the Green, singing about why you should never fall in love with an elf. This is one of my favorite songs, because <laughs> it is so funny. You learn more about her history with men in this number, the cross-dresser, the guy who stole her credit cards, the fact that she needs self-help books to get through her life. Um, and it's really reminiscent of a lot of those old humorous Broadway songs where the female is just bashing guys. Yep. And I love it. I love it's it awesome. Man, but it's great. Emily and Michael find Buddy's Etch-A-Sketch with his... I mean, he's a master with an Etch-A-Sketch. Yes. With his goodbye note. And they're like, oh, what can we do? We need to go find him. da 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 and it's Christmas Eve. Right. Of course it is. And Michael looks out the window and there's Santa. And he's like, oh, what, but mom, 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 there he is. Um, and this is the number there is a Santa Claus because Emily's like, no, you don't know what you saw. Da, da, da. And then she sees it and she's like, oh my God, have I been completely lied to my entire life? If there's a Santa Claus, is there really an Easter Bunny? And she's very, all that, what? No, Just watch. Huh? huh? Just watch the Guardians. It's fine. Right? Rise They're of the all, Guardians? Yeah. yeah it's all there. The and Aww. It's a good movie. So everybody ends up back at Walter's office. Yes, of course they do. Where Mr. Greenway has come to get the pitch for the new book that is supposed to be this rare manuscript that costs them a quarter of a million dollars. Yep. And it doesn't exist, exist anymore. anymore. And... So they're like, what can we do? And Buddy's like, oh, I know what we can do. And so he starts to tell the story of Buddy the Elf. Yep. Which is the name of the next song. And it basically leads into, this is the idea for the new book. It'd be great for the kids. And so the number ends. Again, another rousing company number. Of course. And Mr. Greenway goes, this would be great, but let's do it with horses. What? Hey, what? So then Walter realizes his family is more important. And he's like, I quit. Nope, and this is our story, so you can't have it. There are no horses in this story. Okay, bye. And just quits his job so he can spend more time with his family, start his own company. I don't know how that would keep you spending time with your family. But anyways, then they're like, oh, Santa's crashed in Central Park. Yes, of course. And so Buddy's like, I have to go find him. So he goes off to find him. There is no um, Rangers of Central Park bullshit. Yeah. Um, but there is the whole like newscast where yeah, that's where the iPad with the naughty and nice list come in um, and what everybody wants for Christmas. And Jovi is still mad at, at Buddy, but she shows up and just sees his enthusiasm. This is Santa. This is this is really the list. Like this is what you wanted for Christmas. This is what you wanted when you were nine years old. This is what you yeah. wanted. Da, da, da. And so when everybody still isn't quite there, because they need the spirit of Christmas to make the slave fly. Yes. 
um, Joby starts singing Christmas song, a reprise of Christmas song, and kind of gets everybody else involved. And then Walter joins in, which is really his turning point. Of course. After quitting his job. And everybody joins in, and the sleigh lifts up into the sky, and it flies off. And Santa's like, buddy, come on. I'll take you back to the North Pole. He goes, no thanks. I found my family. I'm going to stay here and a pretty great girl. <laughs> and so Santa's like, all right, come visit me next year at Christmas time. Okay, bye. Santa leaves. And that's basically the end of Act 1 until the finale. Act where, 2. Act 2. Yes. I, I'm tired. Leave me alone. We're both tired. So it's the end of Act 2. And... So the finale, Santa's just gotten home from his ride these three years later. Yes. <clears throat> and he's telling us how Buddy comes to visit every year at Christmas. Yes. Right after he finishes, Santa finishes his ride. And this year, there's a little addition. Yeah. And it's the funniest line in a family musical ever. <laughs> when Buddy's like, and then Jovi gave me this special kind of hug. And now we have a baby. <laughs> A special kind of hug. A special kind of hug. And he kept singing. And now he has a baby. (laughs) And I'm like, that is dirty and fantastic. It's like all the hidden Disney dirty jokes. Yep. Um, And, you know, like in Frozen 2, when Anna at the end tossles Kristoff's hair and is like, I like you better in leather. (gasps) Kids movie. Anyways. And this is the part where the elves come out. And they tap dance. Yes. On their knees. Oh, God. Ow. On their knees. And ow. I know that there are people backstage making the noises. I know. But I'm it's not still stupid. painful. Man. It's still painful. But it's amusing to watch because, especially for kids, because I went and saw the tour with my niece who, at the time, she's 13. This was seven years ago. So she was six. Mm-hmm. Six or, or, or seven. I can't. In my head, it's Six. not... Con- Six. It, did she turn 13 this year or 14? I don't remember. I don't know. She's my goddaughter and I don't remember, guys. Ugh. But seeing her, like... And it really, like, brings home why I do theater. And it's for the audience. It's not for me. It's not for any... It's for the audience. And all through... Elf the musical, just watching her face light up. Oh yeah, and wa- watching her enjoy this, that, and the other, and then these elves come out and they're, t- and she's like, oh, how, are they, <laughs> "How are they doing that? What? Oh my gosh!" Because I mean, she's not a stupid girl. No, even no. at six years old, she realized that these were adults on their knees. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, and she was just in shock and awe by the whole thing, and I was like, "But I got my tap number. That's all that matters." Got <laughs> it. Check that off. You know, the list. a lot of musicals are putting it right at the top of Act Two. Nope, Elf the musical waits until the end, <laughs> and it's elves tap dancing on their knees. I like when we went and saw the junior version with with Paige and Max. The best part about that whole thing was Max trying to flirt with Paige through the whole show, <laughs> and then telling Jovi how pretty she was. Afterwards. Yes, your nephew's a player. <laughs> My nephew is a player. My nephew got to get glasses today. Which one? Max. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Dead NTI guys. Sitting in front of a computer screen all day long. Um, Elf the musical. I don't know why they don't bring it back every year. It doesn't have to be on Broadway. It could be off Broadway. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Or a tour that actually comes to major cities like Louisville, Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, like, well, Derby did or did it last year. Yeah. I think it's a good show for... I'm just going to... Real quick. I love Derby Dinner. Don't get me wrong. But Buddy, they say he's 30 years old in the show. They say it. And clearly the guy you have cast as Buddy the Elf is in his 50s. Okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> All right. I mean... What I loved about this show compared to the movie... Was the movie focused more on the comedy of it than the overall "quote unquote" message of the of mm-hmm. the plot? You know, like with the musical, you get a sense of 
the meaning that they're trying to get across, it comes across as such a wholesome family, you know, kid friendly show, Christmas show. And the movie, yes, it's a Christmas movie, but it really just comes across as a comedy. It doesn't yeah. really come across as like a, like to me, like everyone's like, it's a, it's a classic Christmas. To me, it's not a classic Christmas. It's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a classic, like for our or, generation, or a stable. like for our generation. Yeah. It was a Christmas staple. It was a Christmas quote unquote classic for our generation. You know, because our generation didn't know a Christmas story or Christmas vacation mm. until mm-hmm. they okay. didn't understand why those were classics when they had Elf. I see what you're saying. They didn't understand why people were loving on these. I still don't understand why a Christmas story is a classic, but you know, it's fine. And Home Alone and Die Hard and all that good stuff. Well, Die Hard does take place in Christ- at Christmas. But Bruce Willis himself has says has said Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And there's a th- millions of Die Hard fans that will say otherwise. Yeah. It's it's a Christmas movie, guys. <laughs> it's um, a Christmas movie. If you could say Elf is a Christmas movie movie because it takes place at Christmas time, there's Santa and there's an elf, then Die Hard can also be a Christmas movie because yeah. it takes place at Christmas. But I agree with you. The movie solely for focused on the comedy. They utilized Will Ferrell. To the best of his abilities. <laughs> I say that as I wince and hold in this. <clears throat> Ew. <laughs> Sorry. And, but the stage show really focused on the story and really focused on the meaning of the show. Because in the movie, you got asshole Walter. Yeah. Up until the very end. And then he's like, oh no, I'm a good guy. Yeah. In the stage show, you see his transition. Right. Like, his transition really hits during the story of Buddy the Elf. During right. that number when he's got to help Buddy yeah. move the story along because Buddy yeah. gets stuck at one point telling mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. And he's like, no, he comes to see his dad, who's a complete jerk, but he has a change of heart, da 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 And you musical, see all of that. Yeah. Well, in the musical, too, it's like, it doesn't get rid of all the comedy. It's still a no. funny show. Yes. It's still funny, but it's it's not comedy being pounded in your face the whole time. It's a good balance of both. Yeah. And it's a comedy that, you know, it, you know, you, you can still like go back to like, I can, I can't watch else the movie because I will want to turn it off. I'll have to set you up with a YouTube video. Um, I would have to set me, it's on YouTube. I can watch it on YouTube. I have to find exactly what you search. Oh, I see. Um, but it's, the stage show really brings the heart of the story out. I agree. And I think that that's what made it a stage, quote unquote, classic Christmas show. Mm-hmm. You know, why they brought it back for a revival, why it's had so many tours, why it's playing really well for junior versions and for regional and community yeah, theaters. Yeah, like for me, like I was saying, like the movie, the comedy with the movie, it's just, just shoved right in your face yeah like my son's feet earlier i don't need <laughs> i don't need it in my face no but the stage show does a good job of having the comedy there and still making it fun yes the movie i don't feel like makes it fun yeah it makes it stupid and again i know i'm gonna get a lot of backlash for it and i don't give two shits so that is elf the musical our next episode will cover white christmas the stage show and we will talk about the movie because Abby's got her own tradition with that. I have I my do. own history with the Which movie. Which is slowly dying because it doesn't snow it during doesn't Christmas. snow. During the Christmas. Like, I think last year I finally got to watch it after the New Year. <laughs> like, yeah, because we didn't have our first real snow until after the New Year. Yeah. So I got to gotta. When we have it. our first snow, we will watch it this year. But I, Like I said, I might have to change that tradition a little bit. <laughs> um, so now comes... Rec room, but for me, it's holiday related. Abby has her rec. Well, it's be. somewhat theater related. It is though, somewhat theater related. Um, so the Christmas movie musical for this week is Dolly Parton's Christmas in the Square on Netflix. Netflix? Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> Netflix. Somehow it sounded wrong to me. Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> and it is what I would consider. A good old-fashioned movie musical. Lots of songs. 
There's a lot of movie musicals that are made for, like, Netflix or for, you know... ABC. That aren't based on a... Disney. Aren't based on a um, stage show. It's, like, ten songs. Yeah. This is, like, song, little bit of dialogue, song, little bit of dialogue, songs. Lots of, lots of songs. I'm not saying anything is catchy. Right. Because it's not. (laughs) But it's fun to watch because it's... They got to... True Blue Broadway choreographer in there. There's lots of dancing. The story is good, somewhat predictable, except for the ending. I was like, hold on, wait, what? Oh. Huh? Huh? That takes a lot to... I know. ...to fool you. But, you know, Christine Baranski is in it. Okay. Tanya from the Mamma Mia movies. hmm She's fantastic. She plays the villain. <laughs> Dolly is in it. Everybody's she's. like, she's just playing an angel. She's only going to be in little bits and pieces. No, 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 no. Dolly is in it, guys. <laughs> Dolly is in it. Um, the supporting cast is a lot of people you'll recognize from guest starring on things. Yeah. Um, nobody really big. Mm-hmm. Except for Treat Williams from... What was that show? He was on on CW. WB. Everwood? Is that, is that something? Yeah, Ever, Everwood? Yeah. yeah. He played the dad on that. Oh, okay. He plays Chrissy Moransky's love interest in oh, this. Okay. And he can sing! Oh, nice. I didn't know he could sing. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and some of the songs are really beautiful. But again, nothing is super catchy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very camp. It's what you would expect. If you've seen 9 to 5, the musical, it's what you expect from all <laughs> Um, Working nine to five. Christine Baranski makes plenty of jokes about the rhinestones, <laughs> and it's fantastic. Um, I recommend it for musical fans. I recommend it for Dolly Parton fans. I recommend it for Christmas movie fans. Um, if for some reason you don't have cable, and you're I not, do love a good Hallmark movie. And you're not getting your Hallmark Christmas movie fix. I do check love a out good Netflix. Hallmark, a good um, Hallmark Christmas, but. They got them on Netflix and Hulu, so it's yeah. fine. Um, I'm going to watch Jingle Jangle this week, the other Netflix Christmas movie musical oh. that came out um, with Forrest Whitaker. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and okay. Anika Nani Rose. Okay. Um, All right. So I'm going to watch that this week, and that'll be what I talk about next week. Okay. Um, and then my Christmas album... Broadway Christmas album uh-huh. is the Fates from Hades Town. Oh yeah, yeah. Their Christmas album, if the Fates allow. Yes, it's really good. Oh, good. And they have some of uh, the other cast members. Why do you sound so shocked by that? <laughs> I, I just thought it was going to be a lot of like standards in the style of Hades Town music, and uh-huh. so I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel mm. about this. I it's like very it. much in the style of Hades Town music, which I I love. I love Hades Town. I love the, the cast right? album. God, I loved it so much. And I'm really sad that I'm probably never ever going to see it on stage. The arrangements, the, you know, I guess original songs they've got on there are really good. Andre DeShields, who plays um, the, the wings on his feet. Fucking shit. Nathan Fillion from the <laughs> 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 like Percy Jackson movies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hermes? <laughs> Hermes. <laughs> I was waiting. Abby enjoyed that a little too much. I did. Guys. Hermes? Because you remember who I'm married to, right? Yes. Hermes? Um, <laughs> he's He's got a, a number on there, and I, I love his voice. I love, I his love voice. that he had wings on his shoes with the Tonys. <laughs> I know. That was amazing. Still don't know when those are happening. Tony oh, Wars. yeah. They no, have I not announced when the Tony Awards uh, are happening. Um. But yes, the the Hades Town Christmas album, if the fates allow, is fantastic. It's a good listen. Um, I I just added it to my Christmas playlist on yeah. Apple Music and let it play in the shuffle. And I was like, I'm just gonna sit and listen to the whole thing and see yeah. see what I think. And it, it's like I said, the arrangements are really good. The way they stylized it to match Hades Town, fantastic. Um, so that is. The holiday Christmas album for this week. For this week? For this week. Okay. So what's your rec? Okay, so I know I've talked about how did this get made before. I do love it. I think they're hilarious and they do, they're just great. 
So they finally posted their cats episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, their episodes are over an hour long, like ours. Like they're long, but they also have commercials in theirs. But they finally posted their cats episode. And I started listening to it today. I almost got a cat to watch that the other day. Oh, oh my God. I don't think I've heard the F-bomb drop so many times in an episode. Like, it's hilarious. I'm just laughing in my car because it's just so funny. Like, at one point, they're, like, talking about who who to blame for, <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> and one of them said... Tom Hooper. No, they go... Well, it originally was Andrew Lloyd Webber. Fuck Lord, Lord Webber. And I'm just like, Yes, Lord Webber is to blame. And I'm just sitting there thinking about Andrew and Webb. Lloyd Webber. Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Maxwell. And they're talking just oh, about all this stuff. Like, like at one point they're like, fuck you guys, our listeners, for making us watch this shit. No, 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 no. It's just, ah. Uh, I mean, I you have to, I mean, you have to listen to it because it's just hilarious especially because we are big theater nerds so we understand probably more than what they're talking about like they understand theater stuff yeah but some like they have a whole like they talk maybe for 30 minutes trying to figure out what the definition of jellicle is it's no one knows it's fantastic <coughs> oh no they had someone because they because this was a, a their first live like quarantine episode remember they did it yeah. back in october and so they had a, a chat room open for people oh, that God. were watching to to comment and some woman commented that the meaning behind jellicle was based on a t.s Eliot poem yes and all that well, the whole show is based on a book of t.s Eliot poems exactly and i'm just like <laughs> and that's when he goes I've, fuck t.s Eliot. like <laughs> i've read through that book of poetry and I'm just like, why would anybody sit here reading this and go, oh my God, this would make a great musical that's going to run on Broadway in the West End for decades. Well, that's why they, in the episode, like, like I said, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but that's why in it they were talking about this, that it, the original production came out at a time where people were getting all this money to put toward whatever while they're high as fuck. <laughs> The entire creative team of cats was high, high on everything available Mm -hmm. to them, Mm -hmm. as was the creative team of the film. I mean, the whole thing is just amazing. So. I mean, so like I said, I haven't finished it, but I recommend it because it's. Fucking hilarious. I'm going to have to go and save that to my queue to listen to at work next week. Oh, my God. You're going to be laughing out loud. Oh, my God. Like, now there are going to be some points that you're not going to agree with. Do they like parts of it? They like one part of it. What part do they like? The one with Jennifer Hudson in it. Memory? Yeah. Well, of course. That's the only... And I fully... She sings it very, very well. Yes. She brought a tear to my eye. That's the only part that they like. The only part. Um... But, like, some of their uh, interpretation of what's going on, because they don't, like, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know the full, like, they've never seen the stage show. They've only seen the movie. Yeah. And so some of their interpretation, they, like, they keep talking about how they hate the plot of this movie, the plot of the show, and da-da-da-da-da. how it doesn't make sense. And the entire time I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, because they're like, this doesn't have a plot. I'm like, because the original stage show doesn't have a fucking plot. The movie has a plot guys, but they're saying it doesn't have a plot. The movie has a plot. They, they That's gave it a plot. That's what I'm saying. They, they, it was so bad to them. They couldn't even understand what the plot was. <laughs> it does get muddled at times. Like, <laughs> if like you want to know what I'm talking like, about, go back and listen to my cat's review. Yeah, Yeah. At one point they were like, Guys, listeners out there, check your cats for zippers to see if they have outfits underneath. <laughs> Rebel Wilson. And how one of them thought, thought Victoria was played by Taylor Swift for the first hour and 45 minutes of the film. <laughs> no, Taylor Swift is in it for literally five minutes of her song. I have no idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And how all the actors went to cats. 
They did. They had to. Even on Broadway, they go to cat school. <laughs> it was amazing. Like I said, not even done with the episode yet. Oh, do you have any other recommendations? Nope, just that right now. All right, Broadway news. We will talk about this because the prom premieres in like two weeks. Yep. On Netflix. Yep. And we will watch it. We will discuss it a little bit in length on one of our holiday episodes. Um, but they released one of the new songs from it. Oh. It's a good song. <laughs> so you know in Into the Woods. Oh, God. In the opening number, the witch's rap. Yes. That's supposed to be a rap. Beans, beans, and nothing but beans. And Meryl Streep didn't rap. Uh-huh. In the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she raps in this song. <laughs> she legit raps in this song. Oh, and they pissed you off. And it pissed me off because I'm like, what? Your rap is the witch, bitch. Hey! <laughs> but it's a good song, and I can't wait to see it in context. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've released one of the other songs as well from the – they are releasing a cast album. comes out on December 4th um, on all your streaming platforms. Listen to it and then watch the movie. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm more excited than I originally was because, you know, how we feel about Beth Level not getting cast as Dee Dee. I'm not going to touch it. It's fine. I'm just going to. She never does. Oh, my hands aren't clean. Well, that's a good thing then. Yeah. Um, other Broadway news. Um, Megan Mullally. Karen Walker ah. is going to headline a new production of Anything Goes in London. Ooh, okay. A new reimagined version of it. Okay. So that'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. Because London's shut down right now. Yep. <laughs> like, legit shut down like America should be. Um, but that, we're not here <clears throat> for politics, guys. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, the Broadway night on one of the major television networks, CBS, I think. Um, it's going to be two full hours of Broadway performances. Oh, wow. Um, and it does support Broadway Cares. Uh-huh. Or the Actors Fund, one of those. Mm-hmm. So they will have, it'll be like a telethon type thing where they have a number that you can call and donate. Please, please donate. These actors have been out of work for nine months. Yeah. These actors, these stagehands, these, everybody in the New York theater scene have been out of work for nine months. Please, please, please support them. Yes. Um, that is, I'm trying to find. Did they release the full cast album for the the new Cinderella show? Not the full, not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Um, I want it. NBC, and it is for Broadway Cares. Um, I want December 10th it. at eight eight p.m. on NBC. One night only. The best of Broadway. We're gonna have performances from Ain't Too Proud, Chicago, Jagged Little Pill, Diana, Jersey Boys, Mean Girls, Rent. And an appearance by the cast of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Well, yeah. And then there are going to be a lot Only of other... Only they're talking about Red Vines. A lot of other performances. Kelly Clarkson, Brett Eldridge, Patti LaBelle, Annalie Ashford, Lance Bass, Kristen Bell, Ron Cephas Jones. I'm sorry. Did you say Lance Bass? Yep. All right. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Peter Gallagher, Josh Groban, Jalen Hall, Sean Hayes, Nathan Lane, Cameron Manheim, Alanis Morissette. Oh, Nathan Lane. So many, so many people. Um... It's sad. Is it sad that I get more excited about Nathan Lane than Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. A little bit. All right. Um, get online and check out Broadway.com and The Buzz, and you'll get all the Broadway news. Um, a lot of shows are starting to post new dates in anticipation of Broadway reopening. Um, still don't know when that's going to happen. It's supposed to be May 31st at this point. I don't think anyone really knows. Nobody really knows. <clears throat> um there is another um, Christmas musical that's going to premiere online. Really? Called Estella Scrooge. Oh. Betsy Wolf, who played Jenna in Waitress at one point, is playing Estella Scrooge. Danny Burstein. Isn't it, wasn't that already a Hallmark movie? <laughs> Lifetime. Oh, it was a Lifetime? <laughs> Lifetime, where it was a female version. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. But this is... Scrooge's daughter, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so it's a it's a reimagining. It's a musical. What they've done is all the actors, and it's a lot of Broadway names, filmed their portions at home, and then 
they have edited it mm-hmm. so that people are in scenes together with it's all CGI backgrounds, mm-hmm. which is obvious mm-hmm. from the trailer. Mm-hmm. But I, the way they put it together, I'm very interested. What I have a question. Yes. How does Scrooge have a daughter? I don't know how he has. Let me because he was never married. And he was like an old fart in all the stories. So I don't understand how he had a daughter. I'm I'm 98% sure that that's what the storyline is. That I'm not denying that, that my, that's what the storyline is. Daughter or niece or some. I don't understand how. I know. Within the canon of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. He's, Scrooge, yeah. He's not married. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking. The must only be a, woman that he ever loved, uh, never, that never happened. Yeah. Must be a niece or some, something. Um, like his nephew's daughter, maybe? Maybe. Or maybe he adopted someone? Maybe. Because. It's. Or maybe he impregnated someone in his 80s. Who knows? Yeah. And That's it's, disgusting, it's, but who it's knows? It's set modern time. Like I said, all the actors filmed Wait, there. it's set modern time? Yeah. Maybe she's just like a descendant. Maybe. But That's a Scrooge whole other is, canon. Yeah, it's it's. I'll be interested to see. It, I, I don't think they. There's posted, some logistics that I'm really confused yeah, about. I don't think they've posted the cost yet, but it's EstellaScrooge.com um, that it's going to stream from. And like I said, the actors all filmed their portions at home, and then they edited it all together. Yeah. So while it's going to look cheesy with the CGI backgrounds and everything, I still think it's creative. Uh huh. And it was a good use of these Broadway actors and their time off. And I will definitely support it. Um, but and we'll definitely talk about it. We'll definitely talk about it. The Where did it go? I just had it right here. Um, oh, goodness gracious. I know. Oh, I listened to the new Mary Poppins cast album. The new London revival uh-huh. of it. Um, it's a, it's, they call it the Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious complete cast uh-huh. album. And it's, it differs from the Broadway cast album because it's more true to what you saw mine. Okay. Um, the arrangements are very much the same. The singing is fantastic, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's not as much dialogue. It's more true to being just the songs, but it is a live recorded album. Okay. Fantastic. Because I know. I love, love, love Mary Poppins. Um, Leah Salonga. I'm sorry, what? Leah Salonga, the singing voice of Mulan. Okay. um, Recorded a concert CD and film. Is she singing Mulan? I'm sure she does. And stuff from Allegiance and things like that. She also sings Backstreet Boys and NSYNC in it. Nice. (laughs) So I'm like, I can't wait for that. It comes out next week. I'm going to, and I love her in general. She's got a beautiful voice. Oh yeah. Um, This will be posted after the Macy's Thanksgiving parade, but Broadway, there will be. How's that going to work? It's streamed online. Okay. So I don't know if they're still performing like. Interesting. In front of Macy's, uh-huh. or if they're filming them on their stages. Okay. okay. Um, but the casts of the shows that are performing: Darren Hansen, Come From Away, Jagged Little Pill, Hamilton, Mean Girls, I believe. Quite a few of them. Um, they're still going to have their performances. Um, Facebook us, tweet us, let us know what you think of those. Yeah, for sure. We would definitely love to discuss it more and. We will discuss Matthew Morrison as the Grinch. In the live, we have to touch on this because... Because my son's absolutely terrified of him now. Thank you, Jim Carrey. Because we've talked about the death of the live TV musical so many times. And now, I don't know if this is going to be live or pre-recorded, but it's a live musical on a stage. Right. I don't think it's going to be broadcast live. live now. Because they can't have the audience there. Um, this is true. So they probably have it pre-recorded, like on a soundstage, so they can can um, monitor the number of people. Yeah. And social distancing yeah. and all that. But they're um, they're filming it in a theater on a stage. Oh, okay. With Matthew Morrison as the Grinch, looks, I'm not okay with this he casting. Looks terrifying. Yes, I'm not okay with this casting. We'll discuss I'm it. I'm not more. kidding. My son does not like the Grinch. 
Um, Again, thank you, Jim Carrey. It premieres on NBC on December 9th. So December 9th, we have The Grinch. December 10th, we have The One Night Only. When the fuck are the Tony Awards? We don't know. You announced nominations. Now, when are the Tony Awards? Um, yeah, it does not say how it's going to be filmed. Because, I mean, like, The Sound of Music and Peter Pan, they didn't have an audience. No, but it was on a soundstage. S- yeah. But, I mean, they could still socially distance with a film crew in a theater yeah. without an audience. Yeah. So, I don't think it's going to be broadcast live. I think it's going to be pre-recorded. But yeah, I agree. We'll see what happens. I agree. Because Abby's the one with cable, so... <laughs> For now. Until December 11th. <laughs> <laughs> until December 11th, so we can get all these things out of the way. <laughs> and guys, just in case, just we're going to cap this off here. In case you needed this in your life. Oh, Jesus. They're making a musical based on the life of the Osmonds. Why? <laughs> like, uh, like, honestly, why? Because Donny Osmond doesn't have enough fame. He needs a musical based on his family. Why? I don't know. Like, that's almost as bad as the Britney Spears musical. <laughs> Let's hope that died with COVID. I hope so. I, I'm so- sorry. That is not meant to be offensive. I'm just, it's a musical that... Should never ever ever come to fruition. Not a lot of people were looking forward to. Absolutely not. The entire premise of that show was like I understood the idea behind the show, but putting it to Britney Spears music is the part that I'm having a hard time accepting. Yeah. Um, so just a happy note for Abby to end on. There's a new reimagined version of Beauty and the Beast coming to London and it's supposed to transfer. Oh. So we'll see what they do with that. Are they going to fuck it up? Uh, I hope not. I hope not, too, because it's one of my It's hard to fuck up Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But they... I'm not getting into that right now. They did some lyrical changes that I don't agree with. (laughs) And cutting. Anyways. Anyways. We'll see what happens with that. You want to end on a happy note if you (laughs) bring that shit up? You're an asshole. But the fact that they're bringing Beauty and the Beast back, and it's supposed to come back to Broadway, should never close in the first place. Lion King can go. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck all those puppets. Fuck all that. Nah, really. You love a good puppet. I do love a good puppet. So. Especially when they (sighs) pick that erectile dysfunction. Speaking of funniest thing I saw on the Twitterverse this year Uh was... This year, this week, was (laughs) (laughs) gifts for the theater lover in your life. And it was like a prop cast from Dear Evan Hansen. Did you send this to Kat? No. Oh. Uh, A prop cast from Dear Evan Hansen, a Skylar sister dress, da-da-da-da-da. And the very last one was the King Kong puppet, because that shit ain't ever going to get used again. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Oh. It's true. So join us next week for our next holiday musical episode until then i'm andrew i'm abby and we'll see you next time i'm cold bye still cold where's my fucking mouth